Broadcasting to millions from WebmasterRadio.fm's world headquarters in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Welcome to Rainmaker. Rainmaker. Hosted by the founders of Webmaster Radio, Darren Pappen, also known as Essie Guru, and his beautiful co-host, Brandy Shapiro-Babin. Brandy. From their persistent work ethic to their personal accomplishments, Darren and Brandy bring you candid, no-holds-barred interviews and commentary with guests that exhibit inspiration, dedication to their craft, and leave an indelible mark on their path to success. And now, Webmaster Radio presents a program that is truly the destination for education and entertainment. This is Rainmaker. Well, hello everybody. I want to welcome you to this Thursday, January the 29th edition of 2009. We're, we're, we're well into our, our, our new year here uh, of Rainmaker. And would you believe, um, correct me if I'm wrong, all right, Sir Brasco, yes. um, one more episode. This uh, Am I correct? I'm go- I can double check it right now. You, 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 sure. you if if you would please. Sure. sure. But but I, I as I understand it, um, I believe that next week would be our 100th episode anniversary. No wonder why I'm so tired. <laughs> 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 Yay! You, you know what I'm right, excited. Oh, we're at 98, 99, right, right. right now. It's 90. 99 right now. <laughs> so uh, next, next next week, we will be having a, a special that uh, I'm going to surprise you with. Rock on. I hope it includes our guests, because this, our guest tonight, they're Brandy's birthday present to herself. Isn't it nice? You don't often, people don't often get to be the gift, um, but our two guests this evening are remarkable people who have not just taken up space in this world but really done an amazing job at contributing to um, I think the lifestyle of the world um, you know what without further ado you know what, what how, should, I, should I give them I now I'm, I'm getting tongue-tied Michael Corda um, um, oh my god Edit- I'm actually Edit- so Edit- excited <laughs> editor-in-chief emeritus for Simon and Schuster 47 years he's the editor's editor um, the, the true bastion of you know in the United States of America you can still you know work your way up and become and achieve anything you want and he was a visionary that helped groom so many of today's modern novelists um, and his lovely wife Margaret Corda formerly a model, today incredibly involved with horses and helping people um, to, quote-unquote, live with their horses. And uh, she's, she's absolutely involved in, uh, in the horse community. Without further ado, two of my favorite people in the entire world, Michael and Margaret Corda. Hi. Hi, how are you? <laughs> Good. Thank you. Great introduction. Glad to have you guys back. Yay. Happy New Year. Happy back, and healthy to you. Back at you. Back at you. So, so, so it's been a while. What, what, uh, what, what, what's been keeping you too busy? Well, first of all, I want to say just one thing. I'm not sure that I've worked my way up there because, <laughs> because I come from a family of enormously successful movie people. I, by 
by their standards, I've worked my way down, if you see what I mean. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to make it absolutely clear that I haven't sort of worked my way up to an eminence. I, I may have sort of um, continued on a path, but I haven't worked my way up to it. Um, on the other hand, I'm still flying, and I've got some years to go, so I may still. Well, I think we're all a work in progress. Yes, I, I hope so. Margaret is also a work in progress. <laughs> <laughs> I say that about Brandy all the time. <laughs> yeah, Mar- Margaret's functional art, and I mean that in the nicest way. <laughs> so, so a- absolutely, absolutely. And you have a brand new book um, with wings like eagles. Yes. Um, which is about the Battle of Britain. And, you know, there's a quote here from Winston Churchill, I think, that is really pretty haunting and amazing. Never in the field of human conflict was so much owed by so many to so few. Yes, that's, 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 and it's true. <laughs> um, that, that, um, uh, that's one of his more famous quotes. In fact, the people who fought in the Battle of Britain are almost always known as, quote, the few, unquote. Um, and, uh, and if you look on the back of the book, you'll see the most extraordinary thing, actually, is that I have a quote from Winston Churchill because I went to school with his grandson, Winston Churchill. Um, and when I was a very young man, I actually knew Winston Churchill, the grandfather, and then the prime minister. And um, when I say knew, you have to understand, I was a small child and was introduced to him. I'm not friendship between us. But at any rate, I met him and shook his hand and remember very well his voice. Can you do an imitation for us, please? <laughs> yes, of course I can do an imitation of Winston Churchill. Never in the field of human conflict has so much been owed by so many to so few. <laughs> bravo, bravo. Churchill is one of, actually, one of my better imitations. Actually, you should ask him to do Truman Capote. <laughs> oh, oh, absolutely. I can do Truman Capote and Tennessee Williams, too, but it's got a little more shame-making than doing Churchill. Now, now, um, but, 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 but a, a good Truman Capote is never one to be withheld. Ne- never. In my opinion, I, 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 I'm with Margaret. Michael? Uh, I'm not sure I could raise my voice high enough to, no. to, 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 do, to do Truman, but, but um, uh, I did not know him well when in his latter years when he was confused and <clears throat> to a very large degree on alcohol and various less legal uh, <laughs> things to take. Um, Truman used to call me under the impression I was Jason Epstein, who was then the editor-in-chief of Random House, where he was published. <laughs> so I would get these long, strange calls from the hi, it's Truman. <laughs> and I don't know what I'm going to do about the start of my book. <laughs> <laughs> he would go on. I would, I would keep saying, interrupting him and saying, Truman, 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 I'm not the, I'm not the right person. <laughs> it's randomized. That's well, great. Epstein, this is Michael Porter. Oh! <laughs> that is um, hilarious. I, to this day, when the phone rings, I'm always slightly afraid that it will be Truman phoning the wrong number. <laughs> I'm surprised it ever turns out to happen. <laughs> That's awesome. What a wonderful story. You know, because everybody, I mean, if, 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 I, if I was an author, I would want you to be my editor. Well, it's my time to say so, but I can think of at least three or four people who would also be wonderful. And Jason Epstein was one of them. He was my editor for a couple of books. Although Margaret always thought that he was the rudest 
guest who had ever been in our house. He was rather rude, yeah. Okay, so yeah. what? So, so tell us, what makes a rude guest at your house? Oh, I don't know. He always seemed to be a little bit sloppy with his food. Did he eat I with his what fingers? What he really objected to was that instead of looking at you, if you, or looking at Margaret, if he was, um, if he wanted his glass of wine refilled. He simply held it up in the air and went on with his conversation with somebody. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And waited for, waited yeah. for Margaret to pour him another glass. Now that's, that's just, that's... Which I can't see Margaret being submissive No, no, to he'd anyone. have to wait a long time <laughs> for me to do that. That's just some brass woods there. But, wow. Yeah, but was it arrogance or was it just social ineptitude? No, no, arrogance. I think that's a Margaret. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, very arrogant. Yes, well, because, you know, sometimes people who come off as arrogant aren't always arrogant, but those who are arrogant, good for you. Ask for the wine and say, please say please, as our parents taught us. Hopefully most of our parents did. So who's been, like, who is the best guest that you've ever had at your house and why? Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Oh, um, oh. I would say one of the best guests was John Chancellor when he was alive. Oh, that's good. With NBC <laughs> News. Uh-huh. He was always a wonderful guest. Because um, we do the same thing at our house. We rate our guests. What made him such a wonderful guest? He was a nice man. He was a kind man. He told wonderful stories. Um, you know, he was, uh, he was just a very pleasant guest. I mean, you can have guests who you really sometimes don't know what they're going to do. <laughs> and sometimes they can be outrageous, and we've had some of those, and I couldn't even begin to talk about it publicly, I mean, on a show like this. But people do really bizarre things. You could tell a story about Anita. I don't think she's alive anymore. No, I don't think I could. <laughs> oh, no, come on, kids, will, you can't hate us. Her, I, will, I will break the ice by only saying that in Margaret's previous marriage that, they, that she had a friend whose name I've already given you, Anita, who <laughs> got extremely annoyed at the person sitting next to her at at dinner who was somewhat pompous. Um, and perhaps we should not say his name. No. Um, yeah. Yeah. But uh, during the portion of the dinner in which white wine is being, was being served, she left the table and came back. And she left the table with her glass. Of, with her glass. Well, she picked up a glass of white wine. Okay. And took it to the bathroom. And peed in it. <gasps> oh! And gave it back to the guest. Wow! Oh, wow! My. See, I, I was just going to say this. Almost sounds like it's going to like a Borat kind of scene mm. here, and mm. it it did. Wow! So now let me ask you a question. Okay. <laughs> How did you find out? Did she say she, this is what I? <laughs> she was. She finally, you know, she had done this, and she couldn't control herself anymore, and she. She punched him in the shoulder and she said, "You know something? I peed in your wine." <laughs> did he? Uh, did he drink any of it? Had he drunk any of it? Uh, he had attempted to, and he said, "I think this wine is corked." <laughs> That's great. That That's is great. I think this is one of the best stories I've That's ever heard. Awesome. That is. She was also. She was also somebody so intense um, that she used to. Um, if she was talking to somebody, was very 
interested in them and very intent on the conversation, she would simply pee on the spot <laughs> rather than break off the conversation. Wow. So how That's do you... you want on your best carpet. But, uh, <laughs> but how do you prepare to have someone like that at your house? Do you lay down plastic no, everywhere? No, you know something? <laughs> it's a pool, it's a pool party. It's a pool party, I think. Yeah, you don't have them back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, uh, let, 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 let's do this. Second uh, <laughs> problem, now... It's been so long since we've given a dinner party, and the house has fallen into such disrepute and disrepair that we no longer have any guests. So <laughs> these problems don't come up. Well, can, uh, can I tell you, it, 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 with 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 that note, and just the the, the sheer thought, uh, 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 I, I'm I, I'm gonna I'm gonna change the drink. Uh, as it sits in front of me during the break, we do. We are going to step away for a cr- quick commercial break. When we come back, we are going to hear more from uh, the fantastic Michael and Margaret Corda. Stay with us, folks. Sit tight and don't move. Rainmaker. We'll be back after this short break. When it comes to finding the right customers with the right keywords, all you have to remember is ABC Search. ABC Search is the world's largest privately held pay-per-click network, giving advertisers the best pay-per-click traffic with over 6 billion searches a month and industry-leading protection using ClickShield. Their patent-pending fraud identification software, you can trust ABC Search to deliver the best possible traffic. When thinking about PPC and publisher solutions, all you need to remember is ABC Search. Quality partners, quality search, abcsearch.com. Friend Finder. Friend Finder. The world's largest online dating network. Featuring over 100 million profiles at hot sites such as Passion.com and FastCupid.com. Represents enormous profit-making opportunities for webmasters just like you. With Friend Finder's ability to geo-target and provide billing solutions in most languages and currencies, you are sure to find our comprehensive network to be a good friend to your wallet. wallet. Get more traffic-maximizing details now at FriendFinder.com. Have a good weekend, Andy. Hey, Andy. Hey, Jan. Why are all the coders leaving so early? Doesn't your department have a deadline of, like, midnight or something? Me and my staff are here all night. I saved money on my staffing budget by outsourcing a lot of work to offshoring.com. I told them I needed a coder, and they sent me profiles fast. My staff just filled in the little details, and now we're having margarita night. Offshoring.com. Fast and expensive. Excellent and on time. Offshoring.com. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. Purse Strings, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the advertising channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Now back to Rainmaker, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Now, here's your host. Well, folks, I want to welcome you back to this uh, second edition of the uh, 29th uh, of Ju- of January. I was going to say of July. Of January of two- <laughs> 2008. Yeah, right? Wait, wait. Skip ahead that quick. You live up north here. You say <laughs> 
<laughs> well, when, when it's podcast, you know, we always we always got to throw the dates back out there because you know, it, this thing lives ad infinitum, which is which is fantastic. Um, you know, and, and as we were in, in, in break, you, you know, I, I I was looking at Brandy and she was looking at me and. And 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 we gotta say we always love talking to you guys because you know I the, love them more than you do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, dear. They're my couple. Okay, dear. I'm an only child, just yeah. like Margaret. Yes, I know. Right. I know. I know. I know how you only ch- children are. I, I know. Um, and, and and we, I I I I would say that that uh, you know Michael, like myself, has learned to work within the parameters of the expectations of an only child as a spouse. So so um, I, what what I can say is um, uh, we are tremendously happy to have you guys oh, back yeah. because every time that you come on, we 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 find that that you guys have had just about as much fun being yourselves in in some of the situations that a lot of um a lot of the world would look at as 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 being you know um you know big affairs and what have you and 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 things of this nature and 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 you know like we began um at the beginning um michael you know you you look at yourself as having a long way to go and there are people um, that are sitting in the studio here now who are staff writers that look at you as um, as the god of writing. Uh, you, uh, you, you know, I, I'm actually I'm prepared to think of myself as one of the gods of editing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I'm prepared to think of myself as one of the gods of writers yet. Um, uh, poor Margaret, because after I finished Ike. I took a break by writing a short book on the Battle of Britain, which, as you say, has just been published with wings like eagles. Um, and then um, built up to doing something which I've always wanted to do, which is going to take, I think, about four years, which is to do a big, full biography of Lawrence of Arabia. Ooh. And, um, it, you know, it's such a monumental task that it's like climbing a mountain. When you're down at the bottom of it and you look up and think, how am I going to do this? It seems undoable. Um, and the, the other problem with it is that it fills a huge Four years. Books. <laughs> 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 and it takes up an enormous amount of time. Um, there's no question about it that as, that, 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 um, uh, that, that, Margaret's supportiveness of that it is very, takes a very toll. important because it's they're, they're, they're big tasks you know, and they also which is one of the reasons that I think pe- write, people misunderstand writers so often it's also a very lonely business because ultimately you're alone with paid mm-hmm. and uh, and you've got you, you know you've got to put words on it and you're not sure what they're going to be and you're not sure whether they'll be any good um, but if you just sit there looking at a blank piece of paper on the other hand you're not moving forward at all and I think that I mean that's less of a concern to me than it is with a lot of people because I, I, I have been if nothing else prolific in writing books um, and magazine articles and all sorts of things but you know when I look back on my nearly 50 years of being an editor and a book publisher one of the things that that's, that's always fascinating to me is the degree to which writers are totally wrapped up in what they're doing and in which um, 
they have everything at stake. It's like going, it's like going into the all in and throwing mm-hmm. every, everything you own onto one number at the, uh, 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 at the roulette table. And that's the way most writers feel about their books. Absolutely. I can appreciate. Yeah, my mom, I mean, you know, my mom wasn't, or I guess his, my mom's an author. And yeah, you're com- just from my experience with her. I mean, you become your work, you know. Oh, no question. And it's and it's scary, but I mean, of course. Like, so have you, did you when you were writing? Like, let's say with wings like eagles, were you running around with like, you know, like like you were one of the bomber guys? Well, no, 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 no. no, no, no. <laughs> I'm just teasing. Right, right with wings like eagles. I served in the Royal Air Force, so I'm and 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 all the Battle of Britain is long before my time. I knew a lot of people who flew in it, mm-hmm. uh, and so for me that was a very natural transition. And I like there to be some kind of connection. I think it makes it much easier. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the, the, but there's a, there's a kind of, you have to have some kind of internal mechanism which, which allows you to think at any rate that you understand that person or that time. I would find it very difficult to write about somebody whom I didn't admire or like. Uh, I hope people do it. I mean, there are first-rate biographies of Hitler, after all, but I can't imagine writing one, even if German were not a problem for me. Um, I still can't imagine being locked up with, with, with Hitler for four years. God forbid, um, right. Uh, and, and that's, you know, that's, that's very much a part of it. And, you know, the two books that Margaret and I wrote together mm-hmm. were, I think, very successful collaborations. But collaborating, and I think Margaret would be the first to agree with mm-hmm. this, is, is really more difficult even than writing alone. Well, and, and speaking to that, you know, Margaret, how, how is it, you know, that, that you, you two transition between the collaborative projects um, and and the things that you do, because you know, I, I I know I know Ike had to have taken a tremendous amount of time, and and then of course um, you know, jumping in with uh, with wings like eagles. Well, it is difficult, you know, because I watch Michael every time he he sets out on a on an idea that becomes um, a book. He um, he falls in love with a character, and it's um, he doesn't stay in love with them for the whole book. I can always tell when the, it's beginning to change, and usually about two thirds of the way through, he's beginning to bore of them a little bit. <laughs> wow, Michael! It's like it's like the movie formula, you know, on 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 page ninety when it turns. <laughs> you're, you're, you're ready. By 120, the movie's over, theater's out, you're done. Yeah, no, I think, I, I think what Margaret says is true, and I think what Margaret says is But he, he becomes very, very involved in it, you know, and, and to the extent where um, many of the things, let's say, about Lawrence, um, I'm very interested in knowing a lot of the things about Lawrence I already know but I don't want my whole day t- taken up with hearing about Lawrence. Lawrence, right. Um, and that 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 period will pass. Yeah, I guess that's, I mean, it's interesting. That's something that you do, the two of you do as a rhythm, as a couple, and you being in support of Michael when he's writing his books and then him being in support of you when you do the horse thing. But it's, let me, let me ask you a question because I, you know, when you talk about falling in love, 
right? And and I'd love to know your perception on this, Margaret. You know, you fall in love with your character and you're writing this book and you're passionate about it. When you start to fall, quote unquote, out of love, is that because you've had too much of them or is it because you know that this is now coming to an end and you need to sort of divorce yourself and move on to something else? Um... Or, or it's, it's hard to answer that question, to tell you the truth. With, I, I mean, Margaret's perfectly right about Eisenhower, but the reason for that is that I was more interested in Eisenhower as a general than Eisenhower as a president. And so, you know, there's, there's, there's no escaping the fact that once you're two-thirds of the way through the book, if you're writing a biography of Eisenhower, you're going to have to move from his being a general to his being a president. And at that point in time, I began to lose interest in his presidency, and by the way, almost every reviewer remarked on that, so okay. it's just an internal <laughs> feeling. <laughs> they all said, what a pity he devoted so little time to his presidency. Um, uh, and and uh, I doubt, for example, that that would be true of Lawrence, because Lawrence's life after Lawrence of Arabia is in some ways much more interesting than his life when he was Lawrence of Arabia, which was very short, it was less than two years, but he was actually... In, in the desert, um, but it is it is a danger with any book with novels. In the days when I used to write novels, I used to find I'd get you know I'd have these bursts of imagination that would take me about three quarters of the way through the book, and then I'd suddenly run into a blank wall and say, "I don't have a clue what to do next." Um, but I've always noticed with Michael when he's writing a book that about two thirds the way through, little bits of material start to appear that are on another, uh, the next project. Ah, See? That's interesting. Ms. Margaret knows about you, so you are sort of divorcing Ah. yourself from the project and moving on. That's what I've always noticed. Is is there a genesis that takes place once the twist and final resolve of the current project you're working on takes place? Is, is is there a genesis that happens in there? Yeah, I think there is for most writers, don't you? I think that that a, that that you, you as you're finishing or getting towards the end of a book, you begin to have a perception vaguely of what you might want to do next. Um, I, and I mean, sometimes that doesn't take place easily. And 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 I would never have moved on to do Lawrence with, on my own, even though, because, as Margaret knows, I toyed for a long time, even while I was writing Ike, with the idea of doing Franklin Delano Roosevelt next, which I, you know, cause to me it's amazing that we live in this country and that we virtually ignore Franklin Delano Roosevelt. They teach nothing about him in school, and yet no other president has been elected to four terms in office, um, or, or with the possible exception of Lincoln, been through such an amazing presidency. Um, and I felt, you know, well, that should be corrected, and there's a way to do it, and there's a way to write about it. And, right. and, and it was also very attractive to me, to me because the Hyde Park Presidential Library uh, and, and, and Roosevelt's home is about 15 minutes from our house. So you, you right. don't have to go anywhere, you know. You ah. Just, ah, research is easy. I'll just pop on down there and yeah. look at some papers. Um, and then a, a a good friend of ours, Phyllis Graham, uh, who's um, the editor in chief of Doubleday, and an old Simon and sister friend, called me one day and said, "You know something? 
Here's something I've just been thinking about that. I read about you. I just read your Ike book. I thought it was terrific. You work to do Lawrence of Arabia. <laughs> oh, wow. Whoa, wait a minute. You're like, thank Lawrence you for reading my mind. Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> yeah, right. Is that and very often that's the case, I think, that your reaction to things is, oh, my God, why didn't I think of that? Uh, well, so many times. And let me ask you, you know, it's so interesting because... Um, you know, you you've you've throughout your history, from what I understand, you've you've done a lot of nonfiction, but then you've also written a lot of f- fiction. And when I look at you today, I look at you as creating these legacy pieces. You know that are that these historical depictions that um, will not only enhance sort of like where we've we've been as a society, but where we're going. And you get to have your name stamped on it. Are you going to do any more? Like tr- fiction? I, 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 you know, Margaret, uh, very fortunate, he pushed me towards doing a piece for um, Town and Country, which is not a magazine I would n- necessarily immediately think of myself as being the right writer for. I love but, Town and Country. Um, uh, on on how to have good manners in a in, in a financial catastrophe. And I, my, my joking name for it was how to behave well on the way to the breadline. Ooh. Because it struck me that here we are living in the middle of this huge financial storm, which, mm-hmm. let's face it, is engulfing all of us. I mm. mean, I, I, there's no point in denying Tip-toeing, right. that we don't want to open the envelopes to, of, of, with our 401k and IRA um, uh, um, papers come at the end of every 90 days or so, um, because we know that we're 40% poorer than we were six months ago. I mean, there's, there's hardly anybody um, who isn't in that, in that boat. Um, it's disgusting what's happening, people absolutely. people go on behaving uh, in a way that's really thoughtless around those whose sufferings in this economy are much, much greater. So I, I, you know, I really think the one thing you don't want to hear in this economy is somebody saying, you know, I have to trade the Maserati in for a Mercury. Well, you know, right. so what? Lots of people never had a Maserati in the first place. So, <laughs> so, can't so, even afford to buy Mercury. So, they may not even be making Mercuries anymore six months from now. So, so, so I'm going to ask the obvious question here with, with you considering the, the subject matter that you are change there's been this big word change and just recently suddenly this country felt change now did they really feel it or was it media driven well I don't know Margaret was always and, and I expect is still a much bigger Obama supporter than I am, um, even though I would absolutely have voted for him, and did vote for him, as opposed to John McCain. Um, I, but I don't think that the demand for change is media-driven. I do think that the thing that one can say in favor of Obama most strongly is that he called for change, and people responded to that. I notion. think people needed to respond. I think sure. people had, were just suddenly realized how damaging Bush had been. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I mean, and I mean, just the man in the street. Yeah. 
Oh, I, think that, I, think that, I think Margaret's absolutely right, mm-hmm. and I, I, I think that there was just a general awareness all of a sudden that not just in the financial area, but in every possible area, we were on our way to hitting bottom. We may still be on our way to hitting bottom because it hasn't turned around yet, after all. But, but, uh, but I think that that I think that it was very uh, interesting to see how much this country wanted. A change. president who a change a president who wasn't a politician in the professional ordinary way. It's, I think why Hillary Clinton might would have preferred lost yes. the primaries if people perceived her as another political figure. Well, I got to tell you, it, it's definitely been interesting to watch um, all of this unfold, and uh, I definitely appreciate you know both of your perspectives. Um, folks, for those of you listening, um, I would encourage you head out. Um, Michael, can I assume Barnes and Noble, Amazon, the typical everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. Uh, the book is "With Wings Like Eagles: A History of the Battle of Britain," which, by the way, is is, is it's not just written with with Michael doing a little research on on on, on some of the planes and stuff. He, he was a pilot himself. He actually flew some of the the, the very aircraft that that, uh, that 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 are mentioned in this book. And well, it, was um, very, it was a very important event. I mean, that, absolutely, that's what kept, it was the Nazis are taking over Europe. Or against all odds, you know, Britain will prevail, and that's pretty, you know, pretty it, amazing. It, 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 it's it's truly, truly something that uh, that that you should take a look at, and of course, uh, we, we, we it sounds like this we have unacceptable. A, uh, I, I know, but no, it's, this is unacceptable. It, I, I understand, but see, it sounds like we do have a sneak peek. At uh, at what's coming up next, and and of course, I, you know, I know we're out of time, but no, it's unacceptable. Uh, it's my I, Margaret and Michael. No, I know, I, I know that it's my birthday present. This is not how I want my birthday I, present. I, I want, an, I want like two hours of my birthday. It is so much. The hundredth show is 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 next week, and and we are we're we're, uh, we're definitely excited about that, and of course, so so happy. To, to, to have you guys back we, we consider you a, a regular part of the family always love to, to check in and see what's going on uh, because I, I, I you know personally I, I can't I can't believe the pace that the two of you still maintain you you guys I, I mean you know we're traveling all over doing trade shows you know between all the research and 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 and, and, and the editing and the the writing and the Tending to the horses. I, I I don't know how you get everything done that you guys do. Well, Margaret doesn't know the answer that I do. Just as busy as I am, it's not busier. She's always telling me to rest, but she never rests. For I never rest. No. I walk every day. It, 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 you know what? Idle hands lead to idle minds. So you know, good for yeah. you. And walking here is like walking in Siberia. It's like <laughs> <laughs> so, children, hello. You always have a place to stay. Come to sunny South I Florida. Know. There you go. I mean, really, because every time, yeah, because every time we go to New York, there's always some horrible snowstorm. One of these days, we will show up at your door, and you can, you can, you know, we'll do a, we'll have a radio show. I don't on. think you could get to our door today. It's solid ice. It's solid ice. That's great. That's yeah. great. And then I will be. The worst, the worst guest you ever had, Brandy Shapiro Babin, slid up your walkway, hurt my back, and had to rehab at your house. 
Yeah, that would be the case. That, that well, we once had Bob Guccione to dinner at the house. That was an unusual event. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I, you know, I, I mean... I think that was during the days when I was doing pieces for Playboy. Okay, no, so... No, so Penthouse. Penthouse. For Penthouse. Yeah, I was going to say, so, so uh, yes. Which you is could very... do one well, with, with her on the ice. There you have it. Yeah. So... <laughs> Bring the skates, Brandy. Bring the skates. Skate right up the driveway. Yeah, there you go. A- absolutely. Absolutely. You know what? So now we've got a whole of it. Now I want to hear about uh, about Penthouse, because we do a lot of business, actually, with Penthouse. So <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to know about that. Not in the format that you did. Well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, Darren. So sorry. I just... We like, you know... The PG version. Well, we like. I. You know what? I'm getting myself into trouble here. So you know what we're gonna do? Brandy's gonna extricate herself from being in trouble. <laughs> Absolutely adore having the both of you on. I hope you'll come back. Will you come back soon? Of course. We'll come there. back when you ask us. There oh, you have well, it. Well, I'm asking, there so you thank have you. It. And folks, Anytime again, you ask, it's always a pleasure. Again, oh, the new here. book, With Wings Like Eagles, A History of the Battle of Britain. Thank you both, Michael and Margaret Corder, for coming on tonight. Thank you. Thank you for having us, and congratulations to you both. Oh, thank you thank very you much. Thank you so much. And truly, bye-bye. Bye. Talk to you later. Thank you. All right. Bye. So there you have it again. Uh, another, another. I didn't want to let them go. I know you never do. I just, you know, I it's really. It's the Jewish goodbye in you. It's no. It's the fact that I really, really like them. <laughs> no, no, see, there's a clock right know, up here they're, on the they're, on they're, the broadcaster. I, I know, but you know what? Every once in a while, I like to play boss. Thanks. Sixty minutes. Do you see, do you see that? Do you see that clock? Uh, yeah, I, I, I see the clock. Uh, and if, it, 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 every and once in a blue moon, I like to break my own rules. Yep. But I understand that we must. Uh, we must. We've depart. got a very important program coming up behind us. We do. And besides that, um, folks, for those of you listening, little hint, just a little hint. If you got a few minutes, why don't you run on over and check out. AffiliateConvention.com Go check it out. You'll find a little something cool. Webmaster Radio is getting off into some fun stuff that uh, we think is uh, a little, yeah, a little hoo-ya. We think is uh, is going to help our help our affiliates in a really, really positive way. So uh, go check it out, affiliateconvention.com. Folks, that is going to do it for me and my beautiful, lovely bride who is looking at me <laughs> like, like uh, what is that look? Adoration, love, astonishment. Every time I look at you. Those are adjectives you're whipping out of your ass. Like, you know, you're just you're just doing that. Why are you touching yourself uh, like like well, you're a because sexy of, woman? Because if you're gonna talk to me like that, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna touch my I'm gonna touch myself right here. Look right, at that. Right I'm there. gonna let's get off and the aren't you so glad, I, Aren't you glad it's radio because you don't know where I'm touching myself. <laughs> Folks, that's gonna do it for us this week. We'll see you for another edition of hey, Rainmaker. And if you don't wanna be invited back to someone's house That's right. <laughs> If you don't want to be invi- invited back, then listen to this interview. Listen to this interview. Take the wine glass <laughs> into the bathroom. No, la, 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 la. Right. If you don't want to be invited back as a guest to someone's house, listen to this interview if you didn't listen to the full interview. That's true. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>